Hey guys, welcome back to Hi. Big Mood. Hello. This week, the mood is being single. Is that good or is that bad? Or how do you feel I being like single? Like finding happiness be, when you're single. Can right. you be happy as a single person? Oh I don't know. Yes. Jess, you're happy. Yes, you can, can you be Jess. happy as a single woman? <laughs> yes, yes, you, you can. can. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well, I think, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I think what we kind of wanted to dive into in this episode and like, I feel like in my relationships when I was in my 20s, I it was like are you still in your 20s early 20s okay I mean. yeah like interjecting <laughs> she's, she's at the cusp now yeah like interjecting it I feel like my old environment taught me I had to be in a relationship so in my early 20s it was like I cannot be single I must be in a relationship I must be in love the concept of being single or happy wasn't even on my radar mm -hmm. so I same girl yeah I'm in a happy relationship now but I'm wondering you know what would I have done differently to enjoy being single <gasps> same well being yeah. single I for me I think the reason why I keep finding myself single and I'm 32, almost 33 and not married is because I've, I haven't made the personal progress that I need to make um, with myself personally, I think. So I think it's very important to be single and to make personal progress and get to know yourself. Because if you've been monogamous your entire life, you mm -hmm. never really know who you are, if you've never even spent three months or six months or something without someone else's influence on your life. So I think I keep getting in these relationships. They kind of don't go well. But then that single period is really necessary for me because I think I get into codependent relationships. Yeah. So I, I and I keep I'm single again because, oh, wait, that was codependent. That wasn't healthy. Mm -hmm. So now I have to be single again and like figure out how to be happy or like figure out who I am. So that part of being single is a, like a necessary thing, I yeah, think. you're supposed to have a relationship with yourself and fall in love with yourself yeah. before you can yeah. be ready for someone else. Cause uh, and for me, too, I feel like that single and happy moment was when I really found my passion. And a lot of people don't... A lot of people are really scared to be alone. Yeah. Like, they're, they're scared to be with themselves. Um, I never had a problem being alone, but I really didn't have that happiness in a passion mm -hmm. when I was alone um, until I was single, like, from in my 25, 26 area of my life. Um, and that was a life changer for me, especially a game changer in relationships moving forward, which was then to Steve was the next relationship and I in that forever um but yeah it was fine like i started doing a lot more stand-up again getting back into like my own craft and like having fun on my own and then you know really not worrying about getting into a, a relationship unless that person really enhanced my life yeah for me i've been in a relationship uh since i was 16 i've only had two months of being single and i'm now 30 so I have yeah, you never, never really got being to be single, on your own. Like ever. back to back to back. Yeah, it, it literally one month between each relationship since I was 16. So it was like Isaac's dad, one month of being single. And then the next guy, one month of being single. And even and then doing Casey. Those, during those months, you had your child. Yeah, so you exactly. weren't alone. I have alone. never been alone. until Yeah, ever. Huh. Do you, ever. like, I know you obviously are not going to change it now, but do you regret that? Like, do you feel for like. For a long time, yeah. I had this sense of regret and I was guilty for feeling the sense of regret because yeah. I, it, it ends up, like, I end up feeling guilty because I'm like, well, every time I would think that, I'm like, well, at this point in my life, I'm glad things happen because now I have Isaac and now I have whatever. And like, I'll end up like, being okay with my current life, but then I can't help but 
think back and like regret not it's having like that alone time. Your regret, you feel like your regret makes you not grateful for the things exactly. that you have, but really it's just a this what if. That's yeah, just it's burned. completely separated, yeah. and I feel guilty, and I, I I don't I don't give myself that that like it's okay. Gentleness, it's mm. it's separated. It doesn't have to be together. Yeah, I, I struggled with that for many years, and especially after having Isaac so young, because I was 18 when he was born, wow. and. I and then so like in my early twenties, like when everyone started turning twenty one, like mm. all my friends and everyone's going out and like I can't partying. imagine missing that. Yeah, it was really hard because yeah. I'm like, fuck, like I love my son so much. I'm so happy he's in my life, but it is really fucking hard right now just being a single mom, like in that time. Yeah. And on top of that, layering on the FOMO mm-hmm. of like now yeah. I can't experience mm-hmm. what all my peers are experiencing and it was rough. So I, I I have never really given myself until recently, like this past year actually, tw- like 2019 was a year of me discovering myself and having yeah. a relationship with myself while I'm in a marriage. So that's why I like that you went on that trip by yourself. And yeah. I know a lot of people might be like, oh, that's weird. Or, oh, she wants out of her marriage. Like who would take a vacation by themselves? Exactly. It's like that's literally you all never the got you never got the chance chance to yeah. spend time alone without the influence that's like. yeah. yeah yeah so that was so, really important for yeah, me yeah there's nothing wrong with that i mean if once someone wants to take a vacation on their own i think it's fine <laughs> Yeah, I think that part of self-discovery is necessary in order mm-hmm. to be able to give to others to your full potential because you don't really know how much you have to give until exactly. you like spend that time with yourself. Yeah, right. I think the thing I'm doing now is I ask myself, I'm like, am I happy right now? And I'm like, I think generally I am. <clears throat> Excuse me. There's still a lot of things that I'm trying to figure out, like who I am and what I want to be and what I want my life to look like. But I think chasing happiness is really not the point it's really like content you've got to it's not even about that either i think it's like you just have to do things to progress your life forward and and rely on yourself to be like oh i don't have a husband or something but my life's still progressing i'm still still moving forward in my career i'm still like gaining skills i'm still working on things like i like i don't have to worry so much about oh is this happiness but this is still progression and that's just the part of life i'm in now it's like I'm not thinking about if I'm happy or not. Some days I am. Some days I'm elated. I skipped down the street the other day and so I was like, cute. wow, I'm happy. Yeah. And then the next day I drank a bunch of tequila by myself at home and I cried. But I think that's a part of like me processing all these emotions that I was previously covering up by just always having someone next to me. To distract mm-hmm. you. Yeah. yeah. And then and then like when things are going wrong, you're like, well, it's this person's fault. You know, like yeah. you can kind of channel that into and not saying you necessarily blame them. You genuinely believe that that is the cause of your yeah. pain. And then when there's no nothing else to cause the pain, like all you can do is focus on yourself. Yeah. And sometimes that hurts even more. Yeah. yeah. Um, sometimes you can really see like what was caused by you and not by the other person yeah. when you're alone. Mm-hmm. So yeah, because now I'll drink alone sometimes and cry, but I know it has nothing to do with Steve. Like right. it's my own shit because I've been alone in that position before and I know the difference between when a relationship is not doing well and it's making me have those yeah. emotions and when I'm just having those emotions because of my own thing. Bro, yeah. I drink alone and I have a fucking blast. <laughs> if you've never gotten drunk at home by yourself and just dove into YouTube and listened to old nostalgic songs, yeah. and, like I have the fucking time 
time of my life. Yeah. Or I'll get on Overwatch and voice chat and I'll just be like, what's up, you cuckolds? Yeah. <laughs> I, dude, if I get drunk by myself at home, I have the best time. Like, oh, I'm, drunk and gaming is so fun. Uh, like mm. just talking to people and meeting people. For me, because I'm a child of the internet, going online and like talking to people while mm. drunk is no different than going to the club. It's It sounds yeah. ridiculous, but like I get that. It, it really is. Like I, I feel like your relationship is kind of set up to where you almost have like 50-50 like because you guys haven't moved in together so you mm-hmm. still have a lot of days where you're kind of True. almost living single but then yeah. you actually still have this relationship at the end of the week like you spend weekends together and stuff like that mm-hmm. so how, like, how does that feel is that what you expected to be in a relationship or no and it's like I spent so much of the time in my early 20s like I need a relationship I need it I need it I need it and then I got it and I got into a relationship with someone that we both uh, value each other's independence. Like I am violently independent. I've never been like a codependent person at all. I'm never bored. I'm always busy. Same. I'm always like uh, occupied. I'm the opposite. Yeah, I'm, I'm always bored and very codependent. There is ne- I never have <laughs> a longing for people because if I want to hang out with somebody, I just go out there and Same. do it. You yeah. Know? yeah. I I think uh, while we were talking, I was really digging into myself and trying to figure out if I wasn't in this relationship, what would I be doing differently? And I think the only thing I would do differently is I'd be hanging out with more of my guy friends. Um, there are yeah. certain guys that my boyfriend doesn't know, or maybe we had a history together and I just don't think it's appropriate to right. see them. Yeah. So I put those barriers up in the relationship, but otherwise there's nothing. Your life is already kind of like, it's the same. Yeah. He is, he is very, he's very, very busy. I'm very, very busy and he's building up a future for us and I'm building up a future for us. And even sometimes we see each other developing skill sets that we know are going to help us and help our relationship. And like, like we intend to grow a business together in the future and um i i love that i love that so much and you now that i'm growing together yeah now that i have that thing that i thought that i needed the relationship i kind of was able to get that out of my vision and just focus on myself while being in a relationship and it's like i had this person that would just catch me if i fell and i just never really fell i mean like i definitely like when the whole defy thing happened and i lost my job you know he was he was there but the funny thing is is he wasn't doting he almost didn't really know what to do but he was just like if you need me i'm here and i figured it out myself um, but I did still have that strong backbone that I needed. I never got like scared or sad. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah. And I, if I were, if he and I were to break up tomorrow, emotionally, I'd be very upset because I love him very, very much. He is my partner in crime. When we get together, it's like we recharge our batteries together and we just sync up. You know, it's mm-hmm. like I have my other half. But when we split up, we're still whole almost. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, that's exactly how I feel. And that's, I think, something that comes from you really knowing yourself and like being alone a lot of, a lot by yourself. Um, I think the one time I actually missed living alone, like when I was with Steve, uh, was when we both were working from home. Because when we first got together, he was still working at Maker. And so he would be gone, even though we were living together, he'd be gone the majority of the day. And I felt like you know, I had the space to myself and I'm also just so super independent. I like getting in my own zone. I don't like just someone being there because it kind of interrupts my flow of yeah. consciousness. And um, I remember like when we started working, both working from home after he left uh, working at Maker, it, we were in a two bedroom apartment that was one level and I could hear him cough. Like I could hear everything that was going on there and it made me feel 
just like crowded and even though he didn't interrupt like he's independent too he didn't interrupt me working just him being there made me feel like I couldn't express myself to the the way that I the full extent like I couldn't just like cry without him hearing me and wanting to be like yeah. how can I make it better or like sometimes we'd get into little tiffs because he would come in and say good morning and you know super nice super nice thing to say but if I'm already in a mood and I'm like in this mode I just like to deal with it without yeah. having to cater to someone's feelings right. first and it, it would be like uh, we really had to learn how to communicate through that because it was like I didn't want to snap at him for him saying good morning that's like I realized that that's a bitch thing to do mm-hmm. so I would try to like good morning like while I'm like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> holding back all of my anger that I'm feeling towards this other thing yeah. and how long had you guys been dating at the point when you started we moved in three these... months after that's dating real, that's okay. That was really, really fast. Really too fast. We, we knew each other. Six months. Yeah. And with a kid. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's a lot. Yeah, that's it was like crazy. really soon. Uh, we had known each other for almost four years. It was three and a half years. Um, and I also knew I was in love with the guy. Like I wanted to spend forever with him. But you had but, the feelings that you wanted to move in, even though you knew yeah. that about yourself, that you liked your own space or you didn't realize until after you moved in and you're like, oh, I kind of wish I well, had my own Well, it space. felt like since he was gone so much of the day, it felt like that the timing really worked out because by the time he'd come home, I was already ready. I'm like, I already got my stuff done. So I'm ready to like spend time with you. But when he started spending all day at home too, that's when it got really tough. Yeah. But now we live in a two-story two place, level, yeah. and it's kind of the setup's kind of weird. Where his office is on the first floor, way in the back, on a separate place where he's not even below me. Yeah, he's like to the side and it, on. It the feels like a separate. Level. Apartment. You guys are like Completely different levels and then diagonal. Yeah, yeah. Where the kitchen is the only place that we would meet in the middle. Yeah, um, and so. He can't hear me. I can't hear him. We have to call each other if we want to communicate. Um, I also decorated the entire top level to what I would decorate if Mm -hmm. I lived alone. Um, And it does feel very much like this is my space. That is his space. And when we're ready to um, spend time with each other, the living room is like a mutual, (laughs) like that's our space as a couple, as a personal area. And that's been working out really well just like yeah. perfectly dude That's i cannot awesome. see myself living with anyone for a long time because of the, my last relationship we were together we were living together for four years and now that I have my own apartment like that's probably one of the best things about me being single right now is the is the way that I have my little apartment set up I got I to decorate it, it. Yeah. Yeah, I decorated cute. my own balcony yeah. I like put this faux wood flooring on my, love on my balcony mm-hmm. and, and you have your little rituals yeah. and no one bothers exactly. your little rituals Jess's apartment I, I feel like it's an oasis I'm like when <laughs> are you going to get rid of the dogs and let me move in <laughs> She can the literally see the sunset it's from so her balcony. My view is amazing. Yeah. And like and I don't have anyone else's energy in there. Yeah. Like I don't have their shit all over the place. Like I always pick up my cups. I always you know, like so that's probably one of the best things is the the I I do want to date someone, but I don't want them in my space. And yeah. so but I but I envision a future where it's like, oh, we'll have a house together and I do look forward to that. But right now I cannot imagine living with someone. Dude, else. It was so funny because with my ex, we were living together and and then there, there was a like the lease was over. So then we wanted to get out of that place. So I ended up getting my own place. But I was like, you, you can't live with me. <laughs> we can still be together, I guess. But you're not living with me. Yeah. So I ended up getting my own apartment and he would come and visit and like spend the nights and stuff. And like, but I'm like, you, we can't live together. And that's the guy that I ended up getting engaged with before 
Casey. So I'm like, if we get married, you need to have your own house and I'll be in my own house. And it's like, that's obviously it wasn't going to fucking work out. But I I guess we were both too stubborn to like end it or whatever. But yeah, I, I, it's a really interesting situation in that time, even though I was technically in a relationship, I got to experience kind of living alone, even though I had Isaac and that was awesome. So yeah, I am so jealous of you. (laughs) Do you know what, uh, what I like to do when I'm by myself? Hmm. Sounds I like. I like. To, <laughs> <laughs> it's like you can you can feel the ad coming now. You gonna have to eat that food on a what? On a, a table. A table. A table. Oh, you're gonna say I bed. was gonna say bed. I was gonna say bed. 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 That's actually where yeah, I was too. Oh, you wanted a nasty girl. When I was oh, talking about nasty. decorating the top floor of our uh, condo, um, I actually redid the entire master bedroom, and I used so a bed pretty. from Article. I love and your bed. I, too. Thank you. I. I'm absolutely in love with Articles Furniture. It's this mid-century modern slash Scandinavian touches design. Super in. Completely my style. Um, the whole bedroom got remodeled to be this mid-century boho, Scandi type of style. I love it. And I'm in love, in love with it. It's a walnut bed and it's the sturdiest piece of furniture I have yes. ever owned in my life. Um, I, I've just never, I never knew a a bed could be like that. And you save up to 30% on traditional retail prices. And when I first moved into my place, I was getting cheap furniture because I was like, I need a coffee table. I need a chair. Yeah. And then it kind of started to, it was a little it daunting. It gets wobbly. You can definitely yeah. feel the difference. You can feel yeah. the difference. Yeah. And then when I upgraded to an article bed, I instantly felt, I upgraded my quality of life. Like yeah. that was my favorite part about it. I feel Start like. Start to feel like an adult. Yeah, I felt like an adult. <laughs> yeah. I'm getting older. Get rid of that bachelor furniture. You want to impress her? You better make sure that bed ain't going to break. Yeah, they're actually able to keep their prices low by cutting out the middleman and selling directly to you. So there's no showrooms, no salespeople, no retail markups. Nikki, how um, do I get it? You also have 30 days to make up your mind with simple returns and exchanges. Article is offering our listeners $50 off their first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash bigmood and the discount code will be automatically applied at checkout. Ooh. That's article.com slash bigmood to get $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. It. I'm doing it. I just got a house. I need to furnish it. Mm. I'm doing it. 50 Get bucks it. is a lot. 50 mm-hmm. bucks. That's a lot of great discount. But yeah, so I remember that one month after that guy that I just talked about where I was like, you live somewhere else and I live somewhere else. I had my girlfriends over all the time, like every weekend, four weekends in a row. And we would throw parties and stuff because I was, they even slept over one time, like immediately after the breakup, because first of all, this guy would not let me go. And he was like stalking my house and it got a little scary. Um, That's one reason. The other reason was because I was like, I was like, girls, I don't know how to be alone. Like, can you please, like Isaac's going to be spending the weekend at his dad's like, I don't know how to be by myself. So I don't they, think I don't think that helped you because it didn't. But yeah. they were trying to be nice. It and was a also, crutch. Also, I I I really like begged. I'm like, please don't let me yeah. sleep alone. I'm gonna tell <laughs> you girls, you young girls, you have to spend those nights alone. Yeah. You have to get through mm-hmm. it, or otherwise you're just gonna always be chasing having someone. It's like with the baby you. in the crib screaming. You gotta let yeah, them scream. You have to let them scream. Yeah. Otherwise, they're never gonna sleep through the night. You know what I, what, what I found helped me through that? Because when, when I first moved to L.A., it was with my boyfriend at the time. And we were together for three more years after that. So lived with him for three years, my first three years in L.A. Then when we broke up I, is when I got my own apartment. And the first night I had one of my best friends from Santa Barbara spend the night with me because I was scared because I hadn't spent a night alone in 
yeah. ever because I was living with my parents and then I was living with him. And I was thankful she was there because there was like this crackhead that <laughs> it ended up being the funniest story, but this meth head climbed the palm trees outside oh my of my window. <laughs> and he, and he was like, Nicky Limo from Tipsy Bartender. <laughs> pointed at us. He was like, you're the devil. And then he tried what? to get to our window, but like there was like the palm tree was far enough away from the window. Uh, yeah. he, he couldn't get there. But was, we were cracking up that and we were like, like college experience at Texas State. A lot of, yeah. lot of, lot of people on drugs. We were <laughs> giggling. It was fun. But um, after that night, I, I was fine without someone there. And what I found really helped me like get comfortable being alone was making little details that made it a home. And that's what I think I really got into nesting and making my environment mm. a home and not just like somewhere I live. Mm. So I, the first thing I did was I bought a bunch of drawer liners that were cute, like vintage looking drawer liners. Yeah. And I lined all the drawers that were built into this like old timey unit. It was like yeah. from the silent film era. Yeah. So there was like built in dressers and I didn't want them to be all nasty. So right. I put those drawer liners and they were like cute and floral. And then I went and bought a bunch of towels from Bed mm-hmm. Bath and Beyond. It was like mm-hmm. brand new. And it just little things that made your parents house feel like home. Yeah. You can do that. That's exactly in what your I've, home. I've been doing. Yeah. yeah. I, I did not realize how important like you call it nesting. Yeah. Is. yeah. You know, even when I was younger and I had my own room in my parents house, it didn't even feel like my room. Yep. It felt like a room in my parents house. Yep. I didn't. I feel like that's almost a skill making a place your own home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I when I first got to L.A., I lived in a very small apartment. And then when I moved to my one bedroom, I have this huge one bedroom. And I well, it's a, it's a nice size. It's yeah. pretty nice for like a single person. And I um I didn't want to decorate it because I was afraid that at any point like Smosh would go under and I would lose my job and I'd have to go back to Virginia. Mm. I didn't want to have to deal with putting furniture in storage or selling it, selling or, yeah. it, moving back. Or I was like, I'll have to get a roommate. So I never decorated. I just had a couch, a TV, Aww. and a gaming computer because I was like, at any moment this life will be over. Mm. And so just last month was the first time I got a bookshelf. I decorated my vanity. Oh my I god! Got, nice. Like a little shoe rack. Like all of this stuff because I was like I'm ready to make this a home and I haven't even put wall art up and stuff and this is the first time that I'm like this is my place yeah you know you have to mark your independence somewhere yeah and doing it in your home is incredibly important because where else do you mark your independence yeah like almost nowhere yeah truly like I mean other than maybe like your body like if you're a person that gets a lot of tattoos but I I don't know how else you mark your own territory because otherwise you're just a piece of the world and if you are a person kind of what I'm hearing is like it seems like Nikki and I are like very very independent and like Mm -hmm. you guys have some codependent tendencies and I think that's a personality type that you can kind of break the mold out of yeah but when you're codependent it's scary to try Mm -hmm. to become independent you're just like I can't do this a lot of times people just fold and say this is not possible but it really is yeah Um, yeah I I just I'm like a blend um because like there were moments too where like during that time I had planned like okay this New Year's Eve it's always been my dream I'm gonna see the ball drop in Times Square like I set that goal up for myself and that was uh 2012 going into 2013 and I was like no matter what I'm going and those girlfriends they were like yeah we'll all go we'll make it a girls trip and then it eventually one by one started like dropping out and then by then Casey and I started dating and so I was like yeah I'm going to New York like well the last girl just dropped out 
I don't give a fuck. I'm going. I'm mm-hmm. going by myself. Like, I have to do this. I have to make this happen. And he was like, well, I don't want you going alone. Like, it's scary. So they ended up coming with me. But I I really had that, that fire in me where I'm yeah. like, no matter what, I'm doing this, even if I have to do it alone. But I didn't end up doing it alone. But yeah, I, 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 I am kind of. I want to believe that codependency is a learned or like an environmental. It's something mechanism. you can break. It's definitely. Yeah. I mean, it usually comes from like you feel like feelings of abandonment in your childhood. So it's definitely learned behavior. Yeah. You can break it with therapy. I because because I was always independent. I never felt like I was codependent. But then I got into a toxic relationship where it brought a codependent side out of me yeah. to a point where I didn't even recognize myself anymore. Wow. It was a kind of abusive relationship, and it was. I kind of got in two at the same time where like uh, it was first I got a, in an abusive business relationship with this manager guy and then I started dating someone who was the same level of narcissism that creates codependency or that, that codependent people are attracted to. And so it just weakened me to this point of like I don't even know that girl. Um, I've, I w- was only that girl for two years of my life. I was never that girl before. I don't know how that happened. But um, through therapy, it, I broke out of it again and became myself like who I've always yeah, been. Once you understand like where it comes from or like why it's yeah. happening, it's it's not like static. It's not like forever you're going to be codependent. I right. don't think. I think it's just uh, figuring out things that you love to do by yourself and just doing them. Um, That's what I was, I'm doing. I'm like I because I'm the only one single right now. <laughs> but you love, like you do tennis. Um, well, well no, really that, that that's yourself. like a partner <laughs> thing. <laughs> well, you have, um, you have a coach. coach. Yeah. So and your yeah. coach is well, I had right yeah, there. I don't do that anymore. But I did have a coach for a little while. Um, I was really enjoying that. But like I've been spending time reading, and that's something that I haven't been able to do for so long. Like when I was younger, I was a huge book reader. I was constantly reading, and then there was a this this span of time in my pretty much throughout most of my 20s where I could not focus on a book. Mm. I had really high anxiety. I was just, there was just always something where I just, I couldn't get myself to read a fucking book. Like, just read a book. And now I've been doing that. I've been taking notes while I'm reading books. It's like, I'm not in school anymore. I don't need this. But I'm like reading these books on like economics and society and philosophy and all this stuff. And I'm like, oh, there's a vocabulary word. I don't know. I fucking write that shit out in a little journal. And I write out what the definition of it is. And I'm just spending time with myself. Like, oh, I feel like building my intellect. And like, if I was in my last relationship, I wouldn't be doing that. Mm -hmm. I would be staying in the same place I was mentally doing the same things I was mentally on his time. And, but now, and the same goes for him. Like whatever he's spending his time on now, like he's building his intellect. He's not worried about what do I need to do to make sure she eats dinner tonight. Yeah, You know, like we're able to like actually really grow ourselves. And that's something we both really needed. And when you're like reading and taking notes and everything, how does that make you feel? It feels really like I'm not thinking about all the bullshit in life. Like I'm literally just focused on, oh, this is a new concept. This is a new thing that I never even thought of. I discovered this, um, this Italian, kind of like I don't know what you would call it I guess it's sort of a concept and it's just like it's it it's called a like sprezzatura or something like that and it it's talking about like it's in fashion but also just in life it's about um putting forth a whole bunch of effort thinking about things a lot and doing your best at it but not showing it so it's like effortless elegance and I'm like I love this idea of like sprezzatura or whatever and I'm just like thinking about I'm like ooh, and I'm like looking up shit I'm like oh that's there's like a men's fashion that has to do with that but that's also like a thing in life so like you try your hardest at work nobody knows that you spent time extra time to turn in this project 
but it just looks like you're effortlessly smart yeah. and, and not complaining about it, not showing that you put so much effort into it, but it's just like, oh, I'm doing everything yourself. nicely. And I'm like, I love this concept. What I love the most about that is that to me, that's a form of happiness that can never be taken away from you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That it, it literally cannot. You know, in a relationship, you feel this peak of happiness, but it comes and goes depending on how that person feels about you, if they're having a bad day, if there's someone else that's caught their eye, and then suddenly your happiness is gone. Yeah. You know, it's 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 external. Now, while reading a book is technically some form of external but that happiness is coming from within yeah and i think that that's a huge component of being happy when you're single is manifesting that happiness on your own rather than with a person or or understanding that it's basically all coming like this thing i don't i don't know how to fully describe this but i'm gonna try to so something that i've been feeling a lot lately is that so maybe I had a crush for like a little while and it kind of it like made me really happy for a little while. But then that crush went away. But then what I realized was like I created that feeling mm. of happiness and I created that fantasy and I created all these good feelings that I felt for him. So even if that didn't work out or if it doesn't work out, like really all of the things that you're creating are in your own head. Mm-hmm. So yeah, even like if another... Echo song lyric where uh, she goes like, you, like you weren't special, special but I made you. Yeah, yeah so it's you. kind of like, even if you loved someone and they left, it's like all of the th- happiness that you were feeling, that was inside of you and created by you anyway. Mm-hmm. So like just that. because they're gone, that doesn't mean that 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 happiness is not there. It wasn't re- even really them. It was like you created Dude, last that. Year, I had that epiphany too, yeah. but it was a, a little bit tweaked. So it was more like in in my marriage where there were all these little things that just like irked me. I'm like, why does he have to do this one thing or whatever? And then it kind of like I, a light bulb turned on in my head. It's where, you that's getting annoyed. <laughs> yeah, where I'm like, wait, it doesn't have to be like, for example, it was like taking out the trash. It's a stupid example, but let's just say that. I'm like, why didn't he take out the trash? Like he said he was going to do it, whatever. I just got up and I did it myself and I'm like, cool, now I don't have to be pissed about this thing and now I'm happy. Like this is so stupid. Like I could have been, yeah. been happy and like created that myself or like done it myself and not place all that weight on someone else. Yeah. And I'm like, that's the, the epiphany moment for me that I was like, this is huge. And I told him and he got so happy. He's like, <laughs> He's like yes, yes, stop bitching at every <laughs> yeah. little thing yeah. that I do. He's like, Stop nagging, bitch. (laughs) There's so many times that we, and I'm not saying this every single time, but a lot of times where we could control our emotions, but we don't. You know, to an extent, Mm -hmm. we almost choose to. And it feels like it's controlling, it's just like letting letting it go. go. Letting it go or taking the situation into our own hands or, you know, deciding to take the high ground or separating from how much you're focusing on something that's not even real or yeah and then there's been so many times where i get upset or angry over something because i'm bored and i don't have anything else to worry about yeah you know and it it, and i and like i i I say that with kind of i say that lightly because there are sometimes where something just environmentally it's just completely out of your control but then, then there's also times where there's situations that are out of your control but you choose to shoot the second arrow into yourself and poison your mind with worry afterwards and that's something that I, I, I had something, um, I had something that really bothered me a few weeks ago. And I walked out of my apartment and I'm thinking about it, thinking about it, thinking about it. And I was like, whoa, Bo, stop. And I told myself, don't shoot the second arrow, which was don't take this thing. It's almost like, I've, I remember one time we talked about this, mm-hmm. Tiff. It's like these, it's like these bullets come at you and you have to stop them 
and decide not to take that bullet. Like, you have to dodge it. Like, the bullets have already been fired. It's happened. And whether it's a situation in your life, whether it's losing somebody, a breakup, unkind words, something that's said, and then you don't have being to take single. that. You, yeah. yeah, you don't have to take that bullet. You just, just dodge it and walk away from it. It happened. It was fired. It was shot. But you don't have to be affected by it. And that's kind of something that I let walk with me all the time. And this day where I walked out of my house and I was so stressed out, I kept telling myself, don't shoot the second arrow. Don't take it. Don't take it. Don't let it poison your day. And within five minutes, I had completely forgotten. I, I chose not to feel that emotion, and I completely forgot about it. And I was like, I can't wait for something to happen again. I was like, I'm going to handle this shit. You got the power now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, and, and, and it's like choosing not to let someone or something take your happiness or your independence away from you. And mm-hmm. just moving on with your day, like, if you, if you can. Mm-hmm. I think another thing that gets to people that um, I think you brought up the opposite of it, which is like finding an activity or something that you do just for yourself that like no one has to know that you put in that extra effort yeah. or like it's just something that you feel fulfilled by and no one else has to know about. I think on the other uh, on the other end of the spectrum of that people are getting really depressed when they start comparing themselves to other people like because we are in such a culture that shares every little thing that Mm -hmm. we're doing um it's like sometimes you can be alone and single and like you you suddenly start to see all of the happy couples where like before reminds me i wrote on instagram so like i posted for valentine's day and like i posted something about like me and casey but then at the end i said like love is such a beautiful thing to celebrate so even if you have no one celebrate with like just celebrate self-love like that's important too and then there were people like sending me messages saying like that really hit me like thank you I really needed to hear that and like as just and then like people were venting just saying like you know seeing all these couples like on Valentine's Day is really hard for me but you reminded me you you reminded me that it's important to also just love me and not me to depend on someone else so I'm like yeah dude that's so true that's totally that's the same yeah definitely like the same concept of like Um, It's like when you think of a color, like there's that exercise where it's like, um, think of the color green and then all of a sudden everything you see around you, just the the green things pop out more. So when you're thinking about your lack of like happiness in a relationship and you just start seeing like happy couples everywhere and then you get really sad about it or Mm -hmm. you think that that thing is missing rather than that like that thing would just enhance when you're ready or that's just not in your your timeline right now. Yeah. Um, I thought it was interesting too when, uh, some, like now I talk about my relationship with Steve and I think we have a great relationship and I am so grateful for it, but it's not something that I think about all the time. It's just when we're talking about relationships, um, I'll talk about it because I've definitely been in unhealthy relationships and I've been in this one. Um, I don't think about it as like this, I never thought of it as this thing that I really needed. So it doesn't really cross my mind until someone um, says something like, why do you have to talk about your relationship all the time? Or like, why do you like, why, or, you know, when there's like a comment like that, I'm like, wow, I didn't even think about that. But that person is in a place where they don't have that. And so they're mm. just seeing that. It's where, like glaring. Yeah. Where I've had that before career wise, where I've seen people like just killing it, crushing well, it in their career. Your, your sitcom so much. Yeah. Where they're just booking. It just seems like they're booking thing after thing after thing. And I just started getting mad at them. Like I just started getting frustrated. Like mm. why do they always have to be posting about their 
shows that they booked because I was mad that I didn't have that. Like I wasn't booking shows. I was trying my ass off to book shows and I wasn't booking. And it, it was more a reflection on how I felt about myself. It was like this giant mirror. And I, yeah, it made me more and more unhappy until I realized that like, wait, them booking shows doesn't mean that I have to feel bad about my own lack yeah. of it, you know? And yeah. that changed everything. Once I started seeing it through that prism, when people would post about their successes, I was happy for them and genuinely happy for them, not just like, okay, cool, happy for you, so happy for you, bitch, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it was like a genuine, like, yeah, you can do it, and I'll get there too when the time's right, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, so after that, I was booking more. Social yeah. media can definitely be tough, like when you're single. Yeah, but it it's funny too because like I'll go back and I'll look at pictures that I posted where I was like, oh wait, we fought through that dinner, and I'm like posting that <laughs> that dinner photo, like it looks all cute, and then I'm like, that was a trend it's fine. that was happening where people, especially girls, I think we talked about it during JK News, where girls were going back to their old Instagram posts and like re recapturing, like recaptioning, like oh we actually fought, yeah. like he wasn't paying attention to me, he was on his phone half the time. Like, I guess I wasn't dressed good enough to, like, catch his attention. Yeah, yeah. so... Yes, you probably should have tried Stitch Fix. <laughs> 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 These ads are so funny. Um, <laughs> how would you describe your style in one word? Would it be Bad. S- simple? Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. I like the word simple. Simple. Simple's oh, a good word. What about sophisticated? Oh, I would love mm. that. What about but I don't it? know where to start. What? what about adventurous? Are you a Carrie? Ooh. Are you a Miranda? Mm. Are you a Charlotte? Ooh, I want to be a Charlotte. That sounds classy. When, classy. Well, maybe you can get some help. When it comes to shopping for clothes, most of us are amateurs. I know I'm a bit of an amateur when it comes to shopping. You're a Samantha. <laughs> Why not let the professionals handle it? Uh, with Stitch Fix, a stylist will do all the work for you. They're an online personal styling service that will deliver your favorite clothes, shoes, and accessories directly to your door. Um, after completing your style profile, your personal stylist will send a hand-picked box of items based on your style and preferences. Um with no subscription required, you can pick between automatic shipments or only getting new pieces on demand. So you're not going to get trapped in a constant thing if you don't want to. Um, the styling fee is only 20 bucks, and it will be applied towards anything you keep from your box. Nice. Doesn't it sound pretty good, guys? Sounds dope. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, to get Sign s- me up. To get started today at stitchfix.com slash mood and get an extra 25% off when you keep everything in your box. Ooh. That's stitchfix.com slash mood. One more time. Stitchfix.com slash what? Mood. your mouth. Stitchfix.com slash mood. Nice. Uh, And also, not to mention the, yo, the... The jewelry, I like the jewelry. I'm so oh, bad yeah. at picking out jewelry. They give you really nice, kind of dainty stuff. Yeah, that's my favorite part. I've kept all of my jewelry and, and all, all of the my jeans. jeans. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> nice. They have really Thanks. comfortable Stitch jeans. Fix. Well, with a great style, you can also bust out your phone from those new jeans <laughs> and play a Best mobile puzzle. Best mobile fiends. puzzle app. It Best fiends. Yeah, with your jeans. Yeah, phone out your jeans, playing the <laughs> best fiends. fiends. Guys, you you know I'm obsessed with this game. Bro, she was playing this during lunch. Yes. Not stop talking about this. Do you guys want to know what level I am now? 
No. 700 it's gonna make me sad. <laughs> I'm going to get jealous. Well, there's 2,000 yeah. levels. Which one did you hit? Oh, girl, I am on level 327. I'm in the Damn. towering treetops portion of the game. And besides the fact that they have really beautiful graphics, like I really, really love this, they actually update the game every single month and they have different events. So the game never gets All old. All right. Yeah. I'm talking smack because I downloaded it too. <laughs> <laughs> I know. You were telling me. I did. I did. And it's actually really fun. You get to, in the first couple of levels, you get to beat up all the little slugs. Yeah, the And slugs. I just got back on it the other day because when they upla- when they updated the game, yeah. the little logo changed. It and does. it caught my eye and I was like, I should play a little bit of yeah. <laughs> I like getting new characters and the fact that you have to use them yeah. to strategically like get to the next different. part. Yeah. Yeah. Little fiends, they all have their little special powers. It's really cool. So, uh, it does not require any internet. So, I play this all the time when I'm flying, like traveling, especially on those really long flights and sometimes the plane doesn't have internet. I bust out my Best Fiends game and I rack up those levels. Um, So, like I said, I really, really love it. Engage your brain with fun puzzles and collect tons of cute characters. Trust me, with over 100 million downloads, this five-star rated mobile puzzle game is a must play. Download Best Fiends Free on the app, Apple App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R. Best fiends. Beans. And let me know what level you get on because I'm in competition with all you guys. I'm like I said, 33. I'm on 327. <laughs> 33. Yeah. <laughs> so Nikki brought up a really interesting part point about like you know feeling like you're missing something in, in a relationship. I think it's really important sometimes for people to not get consumed by that thing that they're missing. Like yes, you may feel like okay, I'm not in a relationship. But you're not in a love relationship with a partner. There's also family relationships. There's True. friends. Yeah. There's career. There's do you have like a pet or something? Like yeah. do you, what goals Spiritual. do you have? Spiritual. There yeah, physical. there's a lot of like there's so much like there's pressure so much to just more to be in that one thing. Yeah. Now. There's so much more to life than just relationships. And I think mm-hmm. sometimes we get consumed by that one chunk of the puzzle we're missing. You know, yeah. it's the most. Um, you think that if you just had that piece, you'd be happy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and then you forget, yeah. and then you get so lost in that that you forget about all of the other pieces. And I think that when you're single, something to remind yourself if you get caught up in the thought of like, oh, I'm single, I wish I was in love. What are you doing with your career? Mm-hmm. What are you doing with your friendships? Are you nourishing family? Are you setting goals for the future? Mm-hmm. How are you setting yourself up so that you're ready when that relationship right. does come? Because it could come in right now, but then what if you're like, okay, great. Now I have the relationship. Now I'll work on my career. Right. Now I'll work on my friendships. Now I'll it's work on my home. Now yeah. I'll work on yeah. my finances. No. Fill all of those voids before somebody comes into your life so that you can keep them. They well, also say you get what you give. So instead of thinking like, how do I get how do I get, get, yeah. get? Yeah. Think about like, what can I give? What could, like, think of the thing you want and try to give it. Mm-hmm. And also, I'm going to be honest because this is something for myself. If you have nothing and you're looking for someone, you will attract somebody that also has nothing. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you will sit there and suck off the, each other, the suck per- each other <laughs> off. <laughs> 
just sucking each other Somewhere off. Somewhere out there, there's a guy that's like, I want to be sucked yeah. off. I want, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll I choose that. Sucked okay, off. Okay. I have nothing, and I can be sucked. <laughs> but I, I mean, I mean that truly because the other thing is, if you if you have you know friendships and money, you're not gonna just you're you're not only not gonna attract somebody that doesn't kind of have those things in your life, but you're gonna have more side of mind, like peace of mind, or what's the word I'm looking for? More consciousness yeah. to be like. I don't need this person. This yeah. person has nothing of value to add to my life. Mm -hmm. But when you're just looking for the relationship, you'll kind of just take whatever comes at you. Mm -hmm. True, girl. Yeah, and that is not fair. Relationships, to you. I feel like, are the most intoxicating and addicting part of our lives. I guess so. That's mm -hmm. why it's easy to get swept up in it. There's this video that I watched the other day, and everyone has their opinions on this guy, but it's it was Russell Brand video, <laughs> mm -hmm. and he was talking about because he's he's God, he's such a weirdo, but, he's um, weird, but he's I, I love really his smart. I love his mind. I like the way yeah. he he's always thinking. So like, whether you agree with him or not is besides the point because he's always thinking and I like that but he was just talking about how um, when you make it's it's almost like that biblical saying of like uh, worshipping a false idol and so I think a lot of times we worship the person that we were with or that we want to have or or like maybe there's a guy that doesn't love you back or something and we're worshiping them like a false idol and that only can bring in suffering so you have to really ground yourself otherwise you're just going to perpetuate suffering so even if you do get that relationship or you do get something you're worshiping this false image of them you think they're perfect you think they're going to fill your life and make it whole it's only going to wind up creating suffering so you really have to ground yourself yeah. and understand what the what a purpose a relationship serves that's what i'm going through right now is like i i always felt like i had to have someone like the man was my false idol and whatever bullshit he fucking put me through i just dealt with it because i couldn't be alone and like i just went through so much suffering unnecessarily because i couldn't give up that addiction mm -hmm. to uh, having a man there just any man i think it's also yeah. something that like society perpetuates especially with quotes like all you need is love bullshit <laughs> well yeah I mean, you do self-love self -love. Self -love. you need to love your career you need to love your mom you can love your significant other and your like it's not just i need a relationship and so many movies and everything that's the baseline of it like they don't show yeah. sally going out and getting her job after she gets her man did stella get a job after she got her groove back i <laughs> I don't know. Does your fucking one get that? <laughs> but but yeah, like there's so much more to it, and it's almost it, it's unhealthy. Look, this is why we're doing this show because we're here to undo everything that yeah, society taught your you. Your brain, unfuck your brain. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good book. That's a book. Oh, that yeah. is a book. Oh, yeah. oh I, I did not like, know that was a book. I was like, like, that was I good. Think it's called unfuck yourself. No, or no. Or, Oh, I, that one. That's a good book, too. Oh, but, what? These what? Are, is this a series? Is this like Goosebumps? <laughs> are we wrong? Trolling Gary, Gary something. Uh, I, I, I have his audiobook. Whatever. It's not important. Anyway. <laughs> Unfuck Yourself, it's called, I think. Something like that. Oh, that's, yeah. that's more Gary V, but Unfuck Your Brain. No, not Gary I like yeah. that. Oh. It's a different Gary. What? He's like a Irish <laughs> Scott. I don't know. All, All right. right. I'll get the concept. <laughs> Look, you can Google it by that much information. <laughs> we're not sponsored by that yeah, book, yeah. so we're yeah, not promoting it. I recommend it, though. Cut it that. Really they have good. to pay for that. I'm just kidding. You don't have to cut that. You don't have to. Dude, our producer, like, he looked, like, He's right like, up at us. <laughs> by the way, everyone, our producer is six foot four. Um, yeah. <laughs> and single. And Aren't you taking? single. I thought you got a girlfriend, Bryce. No. 
Oh, he's no. not taken. He is on the market. He's two years ago? We, I, I was just telling him before this, he was adjusting a camera and he was like leaned over and then he stood all the way up and I was like, Bryce, is your He took up half your... the room. Yeah, I was like, And he's a handyman. Mm-hmm. Yes. He just be fixing shit. Remember yeah. when we were painting and like we could only reach a certain height yeah. and then we just he came did. along with He came in and like, <laughs> yeah. This turned into a date Bryce <laughs> Date our producer. <laughs> My man stood up and I was like, Bryce, is your height in your Tinder bio. <laughs> I was like, it's in the bio. Yeah. Link to putting his Tinder. Tinder in there. We're gonna put his phone number as the top comment, so you ladies can text your news uh, to dox him. Guys, <laughs> send us a message on uh, at Big Mood Girls on Instagram if you're interested in dating Bryce. We'll screen and review uh, yeah. girls within oh, 40 miles of Los it's Angeles County Big Mood. only. We don't have girls anymore. But love oh, yourself sure. first. Make sure you have that on lock. Yeah, he only yeah, wants yeah, girls. Yeah, he only girls that have their shit together. You're just trying to get married. Yourself, you can't date our dad. <laughs> our set dad. Our set you can't dad. be our new mommy. You can't. Absolutely not. <laughs> you can't be our new mommy. Like Bryce just always brings his new girlfriend to set every day and we're like, Bryce, this is getting Are weird. Are you our new mommy? <laughs> She's gone the next week. We are ruining his sex we life. Like, Jesus. We like oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> He's single because of us. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, like uh, I think the activities that you just do for you are the things that you learn, like self-esteem and like, oh, I can bring myself that love. And and then when you go into a relationship, you're not looking to get that from someone else. You know, yeah, that kind of reminds me. From the, <laughs> give me my self-esteem. I want one too. <laughs> Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Finish him. <laughs> no, kinda, soul is mine. <laughs> that kind of reminds me of when I was in high school, which was the only time other than those two months in my life that I have been single. And I remember during that time, <laughs> the happiest two months of Tim's life. I just imagine everything. Like, ah, and then Casey walks up, excuse me, ma'am. <laughs> I'm in too deep, damn it. Yeah. And Tim's like, okay. <laughs> no, he was, I, he was the first one that was like, oh. One that I actually really like. She looks happy. Yeah. <laughs> Get down here with me, bitch. No, but I wanted to talk about high school. Sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. So in high school, I remember everyone around me being in relationships. Yep. And like, it was just really hard to be, especially in my particular high school, everyone was having sex already. And yeah. I was like 16 and everyone was having sex. And I'm like, damn it, I'm a virgin. Let me get rid of this virginity so I could be oh, like, like everyone else. like a disease. Else. Yeah. So then... So um, much societal pressure. Yeah, there was mm-hmm. so much. And I remember also when my girlfriends, they would be in their relationships and they'd be fighting and I'd be like, oh, I want that. You wanted the fighting. Like, I want I want someone to like, just yeah. be with and like, if it's going to be fighting, then okay. And so like, I remember just really yearning for a relationship and... I don't know, if I could go back in time and talk to that 16-year-old Tiff, I would just tell her, hey, girl, it's okay. Yeah. Love yourself. Find or yourself. find a guy that you kind of like so that you'll be like, we'll try this for six months and then I'm then No, because, girl, I dove deep. I was <laughs> just like, deep. as soon as, like, first one, I'm like, cool. Oh, like me? <laughs> Dude, I did, too. I mean, like, I get it. If my, is my first boyfriend, I mean, oh, my God, incredibly abusive. I told you about that. That was yeah. the alarm clock guy. Um, I wouldn't have left him. I would have never, ever left him. He broke up with me. My man did me a favor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, like, there. And another thing is, like, they're, they might not always let you go. Like, it, it's hard to get out of a toxic relationship, too, yeah. once you're mm-hmm. in it. It's really it definitely hard. is. Especially when you, you know, you think you've wanted this for so long and you have a skewed perception of what love is. And, and I also thought that, like, 
arguing and fighting in relationships was indicative of like, oh, this person cares enough about me to fight with me and yell about That's what's what going on. That's what I thought on. too. Yeah, and I, now I'm like, oh my God, no. That's the complete yeah. opposite the of the com- truth. The complete opposite. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're yelling at me, you don't actually care. You're just an asshole. Mm-hmm. Like, straight up. Yeah. Did you guys, uh, like, were you guys constantly in relationships in high school? Um, I had a relationship, I think, like, my freshman year, and then I think I didn't until, yeah, until I left into college. I didn't have my first boyfriend until I was 15, and then that was, like, for two years, which is, like, marriage in high school. Yeah. Yeah. And then I was single for the second half of my senior year, and that's when that popular guy dated me, and, like, I didn't know how to act, and Mm. I was so self-conscious, and he ended up dumping me and telling me everything that was wrong with me. Oh, yeah. I just remembered what I did that made me break the cycle of codependency. Mm. I totally forgot about this. Okay, so I've I've had periods where I'm not in a relationship, but I've always had a crush. I, always. Never been a period of time where I didn't have a crush. And if I did, it was such a small fraction that it just yeah. didn't it just didn't register. So you're mentally like serial yeah. monogamous. <laughs> yes, <laughs> mentally. And I and like they would always be big crushes and I just either wouldn't pursue them or I would fuck it up and we didn't date. So I had a friend about 2 or 3 years ago that he went and we weren't even that close at the time. Um, but he was going through a breakup and we got like close during it because I just wanted to like help I don't know like I felt like I kind of knew that he just needed some feminine energy so I just kind of like he lived with her she was moving out they had been together for like four years um and so in this kind of working with him through this breakup I had a he had an we just somehow had the idea that neither of us would date anybody for one year just not date anyone for a single year 365 days we could fuck whoever we wanted like go out and about but we just wouldn't date And I went into this pact with him. It was mostly for him, but I went in on it with him too. And I took dating off of my radar because I entered this pact. And within two or three months, I was over it. Mm. I was completely over it. I just decided I'm 25. I'm not going to date for a year. I'm going to have a blast. And it worked. (laughs) And then when I finally found this guy that I wanted to be with, um, a little of my old tendency stayed, but I also just was like, I had my horse blinders on and I was like, all right, if it works out, it works. Otherwise, I'm just going to fuck you and keep going. And then we ended up dating like six months later, like officially. Mm. Um, but yeah, if you if you make a pact with yourself, just like I'm in my 20s, I'm not going to date for a year. Mm-hmm. You, I think you can if you're anything like me, crazy, um, you can kind of break that spell, I think. Yeah, I find that I think I have that pattern too. Now that you mention it, is like even at, I, even in periods where I was single for three years or something in between, like I was crushing on someone or kind of pining for something, mm-hmm. and I never really just had complete mental clarity. Yeah, you should. I'm serious. You should try maybe that. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's been so fun to just date around though. Yeah. But maybe I should like just say I'm not going to get to date. a point. Yeah, I'm not you can just fuck, not be. Yeah. Well, I mean, if I keep fucking guys though I'm gonna like wind up getting attached so I think maybe Mm. I should even if I don't do it for a year but maybe if I try like three months or six months without just to see just to see if I can reach that level of like complete mental clarity because it's definitely like I'll still have a crush on someone that I fucked you know four months ago and they're still occupying a little bit of space so it's Mm. almost like I'm still not completely alone and I think yeah that's the thing that I really want to get to is where there's no one occupying my brain before I get into my next relationship. Yeah. I think when you kind of use that that little method, which I accidentally stumbled upon, it just 
takes it off your radar. It doesn't make it a factor because there, when you when you have that on your radar, you ask yourself mentally, "What are we?" With yeah. every single yeah. guy, or that you have you're like seeing. hope of you, that this is going to lead somewhere. So yeah. it, it's like the crutch that gets you through being single for a few months. It's like your environment comes back to you, and it's like, but Jess, you have to be something. You're yeah. not just fuck buddies. Like fuck that. Create yeah. your own reality and decide. I'm not dating, so I don't know what they are. I don't care, but they're not my boyfriend yeah and they're not my husband and it just it, it created i almost completely forgot about that but i think it honestly changed my life yeah maybe i'll try that give it a shot and then jess will have to report back to us in a few months when um, <laughs> i now did it work <laughs> um but yeah that about wraps up the episode for this week guys Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Make sure you rate us five stars on Apple yeah. Podcasts. And also, don't forget, you friends, friends need a little advice. Share girls, this. Share this. Throw it on. Tell your boy you need to clean your apartment and you need to listen to these bitches. Also, come <laughs> back on Thursdays. Oh, come yeah. back on Thursdays and Fridays. Thursdays. I think Honestly, yeah. Thursdays just come and Friday. to the channel every day and refresh just the come page. Check, yeah. At least twice All a week, time. come back and check because we're having more than more than once a week content now. Yes. So yes, it is check. a fact of a Chickety thing that Check it out before you wreck it out. Before <laughs> you wreck it out. Before you do. And also, let us know too. We, we, we want your feedback. What do you enjoy hearing about? Oh, yeah. Do, you, yeah. do you like sex topics? Do you like a little more uh, self self evaluation. Let us know what your favorite episodes are to date because I think we're coming up on that time. Whether mm-hmm. it's Big Mood or Hey Bitch, let us know. But we'll see you guys next week. Yeah. Okay, bye. bye. Oh, no, Thursday. <laughs>